everyone in. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back better than other. It is a great day to be alive, and that means this is another edition of Sports Talk, Brian and TB. TB had another uh, thing going on, so we brought some gentlemen in from the bullpen. Two people that I... Okay, one person said he just left. Appreciate you, Adam Cheek. Um, so never mind, Adam. Zach Sterniello, one of my good friends from frontstretch.com get a fill in sturby how are you doing buddy it's a great time uh for race fans nascar starting up super bowl on sunday boy oh boy and we both just got back from a trip brother how you doing dude i'm doing well man thank you for having me on here um i think you and i are both still recovering from the <laughs> trip to los angeles for the clash of the coliseum i still can't believe that that was a real thing that we got to see in person I, I know. It, the whole weekend kind of just feels like it was a fever dream oh for real and you know i was gonna start with the super bowl and everything but let's just go in chronological order that means from first to last and what happened first was the nascar clash at the coliseum and i mean let's be honest what we saw come Saturday and Sunday of this past week was something we have never, ever seen. For those that are not NASCAR fans, we do got quite a bit of them. I, w I don't know why, but that's okay. We appreciate all the support. NASCAR decided to do something they have never, ever done. They've decided to literally make a track. Basically, it was a custom track. It's like, you know in those NASCAR video games where you can have, like, Dodge Raceway and, like, Red Bull Speedway? That was kind of like what they did. And that were those two were by far my favorite video games i think it was nascar 06 and that's what they kind of did they built a short track in the usc trojans stadium the u.s los angeles memorial coliseum incredible atmosphere you had the torch due to the olympic games had the hollywood sign right uh in front of uh, looking straight ahead towards us and then you had the mountains just captivating it all it was absolutely electrifying even my adjectives are out of this world and that's how you know that it's been <laughs> an incredible event and for when i first entered there zach and our good friend mr party people himself davy siegel who we've had on the podcast before he came on and him and zach were on on friday and they got to tour the facility and i got to tour it with our good friend john haverland on saturday and it was amazing and it was a little bit bigger than we saw what the pictures are but overall i think this was a tremendous success sturby i mean nascar took a chance ben kennedy steve o'donnell and man can they not have been more happy than after the race all the drivers loved it the fans loved it we had a pre-race concert we had a halftime concert we even got to interview the halftime concert in ice cube before i mean it was an absolutely incredible incredible weekend what stands out to you about this entire weekend i mean everything does it's hard to pick out just one thing i mean as soon as you walked into that arena on Friday for, for myself, and I know for you on Saturday, you felt like it was a huge event. Um, the, the entire city of Los Angeles knew that NASCAR was in town, which I don't think is has ever really happened before. Certainly, we haven't had we haven't had NASCAR in downtown Los Angeles, but it's not like they, they haven't raced in that market for a long time. They've been in Montana about 50 miles uh, east for about the last 20 or so years now. Um, so it's not like NASCAR is a stranger to Southern California, um, but to see it directly brought under their nose and the city to respond, um, you felt it all weekend. Um, the racing was great, I thought. You, it felt like just typical NASCAR short track racing, which I think is the best compliment you could give it, is that it didn't feel um, unusual. Um, but just the vibe of everything. I mean, 
the midway was packed with people. It was. I, I've people. not seen a midway packed that much probably since Daytona 20. I mean, even 2020 was a little bit because people were kind of wary because the pandemic didn't start until a few weeks later there. So 2019 was probably the biggest uh, midway that I saw that was as packed. And even then, it wasn't as yeah. packed as I think I saw the LA Coliseum on on Sunday. It was, I mean, there was lines for almost like hours, hour and a half. It was amazing. It was amazing. And I think that was exactly what NASCAR needed. It was the exact kind of exhibition event that NASCAR has needed for a long time. And it was nice to see that they were willing to spend the money to, to try it. Um, a lot of credit to Ben Kennedy specifically. He's the senior VP of, of, um, of some sort of their strategy right now. I forget his exact title off the top of my head. I apologize for that. But um, he played the biggest role in making this event happen. Um, and he's a former driver himself. So I think that plays into both what he's able to bring or what he knows fans want from an outside perspective and behind the wheel. And it really culminated in just a perfectly executed weekend and just all around for NASCAR. Now on the, on the racing side of things, we saw Kyle Busch, Joey Logano. They looked like the two most dominant cars. A couple surprises, Justin Haley looked really good, Eric Jones, Austin Dillon. But when it was all said and done, it looked like the, the, the stars rose to the occasion, were at the very front, and it was a battle between the 22 and the 18. When it was all said and done, uh, Sturby, I don't know what it is, buddy, but when Joey Logano goes to new racetracks, he finds a way to win. Uh, once again... He won the dirt race at Bristol when they ran dirt for the first ever time at the half mile uh, at the Coliseum there at Thunder Valley. And then he wins at this Los Angeles uh, Memorial Coliseum. What is it about first time races at first time tracks or first time different tracks, which I should say with the dirt and the 22 car? Well, I'll tell you what, he's just a guy who comes up, who rises to the occasion really um uh, every time he's asked to do so, um, Joey Logano is one of the most under, underrated and, and underappreciated drivers, I feel like, in the Cup mm-hmm. Series. Um, a lot of fans like to overlook him um, and still hold a grudge against him for how he handled everything with Matt Kenseth back in 2015. Um, but I think he's exactly the type of driver that most NASCAR fans um, should want to get behind because he's aggressive um, on the track. He does everything he can to get to... To the top spot without just intentionally dumping people um but, but off the track he's ridiculously um endearing and um fan oriented um very much a people person and i i think you know i think he's the kind of guy that nascar um fans should be able to embrace and so for him to uh, be able to get the win on on sunday night at the coliseum celebrate with those burnouts uh, and donuts he's one of the best those in the series as well i think it was excellent Maybe we should start calling him the gladiator. He keeps winning at Bristol and Mountain Coliseum. We've only got two Coliseums on the, on the NASCAR schedule. He seems to find a way to, to end up in victory lane uh, no matter the, the circumstances. I, I, and I know for those that are not in the media, don't really care about this, but he's also good with the media. I mean, there, there's there's also drivers that don't care, that will answer questions, that will have a pissy attitude. But the thing is, he, he's respectful, he's nice, he, he says, he even talks to you off the record if you ask and everything, and he's just a respect respectful guy, along with his former teammate, Brett Keselowski, probably one of the two that are just down to earth, really actually want to have 
a genuine relationship with you and not appreciate people in the media. So I appreciate that from him as well. But overall, uh, great start. I don't think NASCAR could have envisioned a better start to 2022. Bright, clear, sunny skies, 80 degrees. All the celebrities were out in attendance at LA. And uh, it, it, what what a great start. But Sturby, uh, unfortunately for me, I'm not going to be where uh, you will be in about five days from four days from now that is uh, hopefully sunny uh florida where you will be taking over the reins for frontstretch.com along with our uh, boss tom bowles and our good friend davy siegel mr party people uh covering the daytona 500 overall expectations for the 500 or what that's a great question i, I don't really know what to expect um which i, I kind of like at this point we're going into this season with a brand new race car we saw obviously for the first time at the clash but the next gen um a completely different style of uh how teams construct these cars they're getting parts and pieces from vendors as opposed to manufacturing them in-house themselves um and therefore a lot of these teams feel underprepared uh because they're a, a lot of teams like not every car is going to have a backup car um, so that makes me a little leery for what we're going to see Wednesday in practice, Thursday, or I'm sorry, Tuesday in practice, um, Thursday in the qualifying races, the duels, and the um, you know subsequent practices leading into the Daytona 500. But I think once we get to the 500 itself on Sunday, it's going to be no holds barred. At that point, you've got what you've got. Um, you don't what you don't. And um, you know at that point that you're fighting for a Daytona 500 trophy. Um, it's one of the most coveted, it is, in my opinion, still the most coveted trophy in all of stock car racing. There's no way you're going to be holding back at that point. You're not worried about inventory on that, on that 50 of 200 at that point. So I think we're still going to be seeing an exciting race if testing was any indication. Um, you know, I think we're still going to see traditional pack racing that we're accustomed to seeing at Daytona and NASCAR, which is a good thing. Um, I'm excited to see what, what we get out of it, but there is the, the off chance that we'll, we will see some single file racing for a little while as well. Which I think for everyone's sake, I hopefully we don't see that because let's be honest, single file racing, whether we're, whether it's in person or on TV, it's boring and we don't want it. We want to see two and three wide racing, Sturby. Um, before we dive in, I want to uh, go back to one of your points about not having a backup car. I thought that was going to be a problem for those at the clash during practice and even qualifying, even the, her the during the heat races. That really wasn't. We saw people still going hard in practice, a little bump in here, a little bump in there. So I, I, I do think if we do see a little bit, not, not carnage, but a little maybe a bump or spin because there are 42 positions uh, give or take a few for 40 spots. It is 40 spots, correct, uh, Zach? Correct. Okay, 40, so there's 40 but, cars so, will start the Daytona 500. Okay, so there will be there will be people going home from the duel. So that being said, if you need to wreck somebody to get a spot or two, I think you're going to do it. So um, you just have to be alert. You've got to be on your game on that Thursday night. And I think the big thing, especially in Florida and in the uh, southern states, you got to watch out for the weather. I was lucky enough in 2019 to avoid it all in 2020. Was not so lucky. It got rained after lap 17 of 200. I had to go home, and we all saw what happened after that following Monday with the Ryan Newman incident. Uh, unfortunately for you, Zach, does not look like it is trending in the right direction. I'm Hopefully, I am super, super wrong on this for your sake and for my sake for viewing at home because, let's be honest, I don't want to watch a Monday Daytona 500 for like the 70th time in a row. It's no fun for everybody, for the TV partners, for the fans. Nobody enjoys that. We all want to see this Daytona 500 on a Sunday afternoon. 
but 35% chance it was about a 0 or a 5% chance just a couple of days ago. So hopefully it leans towards that a little bit more. We'll have to wait and see what happens. So, Sturby, final thoughts on this NASCAR season before we dive it into what is going to be happening coming Sunday. I'll tell you what, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what we get out of this. I think this is going to, I think we saw starts of this on uh, Saturday and Sunday at the at the Coliseum. Um, we saw Rick Ware racing and we saw mm-hmm. Colleague racing really compete with fast cars um, that we haven't seen them show speed um, for years. I mean, yes, Colleague's kind of different. They, they're they're just starting their four AMSL Cup Series and they won a race with AJ Allmendinger at the road course last year at, at Indianapolis. Um, so maybe that's a little bit unfair, but certainly Rick Ware Racing has not shown top twenty five even speed on a consistent basis. Um, but now that they're partnered with Stuart Haas Racing as well as the general thought process behind these cars being to level the playing field, um, I'm excited to see how much of that is true and how much of the Success really stems from just the driver behind the wheel as opposed to how the car was built in the shop. Um, so I think that's going to be my kind of my biggest thing to keep an eye on throughout this 2022 season, whether that's going to help guys like Corey LaJoy, Justin Haley, Ryan Priest, uh, Cody Ware, you know, those guys that we've seen kind of outside the top 25 for the last couple of years. Um, are they now going to be able to compete for top 10s regularly? Um, and I think that should be the goal for those guys, right? I, I think. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people forget that like this is a process you don't just start winning overnight and so i think you start that you have to start aiming for top tens first before you start aiming for top fives and top fives before you start aiming for wins so it's kind of you, you got to build those expectations slowly a couple of things um for me that i'm going to be looking at obviously you mentioned justin haley those college cars look very very fast i would not be surprised as well as the eight car tyler reddick could be a breakout season mm-hmm. for that young man. Love what I'm seeing from, from RCR. Him and the three both look very, very fast. A little worried about two teams with new drivers in new places. That number six car, Brad Keselowski, lacked speed all weekend the long for Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing. Him and the 17 both did not advance to the main event. A huge blow to their organization in the first ever uh, year for Keselowski as a part owner, part driver. Definitely want to see what he's capable of at Daytona, mainly just because I, I the entire week from practice to the heat to, to the uh, even the LCQs, Sturby, he had no speed whatsoever. That six purple car was lacking in speed every which way. And then also that number 45 car of Kurt Busch, he was up and down. Um, he also did not make the main event for 2311 racing. He did show speed a little loose. I was talking with... Uh, uh, crew member they said he was just way too loose in the first heat they got it back but then contact uh with i think it was the 10 car i'm not or the 23 it, it was one of them uh in the lcq they which, all got shuffled up yeah, there, yeah. one um, of them and, I, I think i, I think so the 21 shoved the 23 into the 45 it was that, all changed there you go see perfect that's why i got sturdy with me so i'm definitely going to keep my eye on not as concerned with the 45 as i am with the six we we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Once again, Sturby, you will be on assignment. Where can people find you on the Twitter for all the latest on the coverage from Daytona 500 Weekend? Find me on Twitter at Zachster, Z-A-C-H-S-T-U-R. Uh, I get down there on Tuesday, just time for all the practices to start that evening. I'll be there all the way through the end of the 500. Cannot wait to be there. It's going to be my first uh, Daytona 500 to cover for media. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to go to the 2014 race when Dale Jr. won as a fan uh, to be there for the whole week is going to be such a blast. 
Sturby, there's nothing like covering your Daytona 500 for the first ever time, my friend. Experience, soak it all in. Even if it, you get a few raindrops, that's just the Florida uh, atmosphere welcoming you. Uh, so experience it all, buddy. But moving on to something that we saw a ton of banners, a ton of signs for. That is Super Bowl LVI. Yes, it is here from Los Angeles, California. Uh, Sturby. I don't think when we expected to see the teams, I don't think many people expected the Rams. And I can almost promise you no one expected the Cincinnati Bengals to be there. But when it's all said and done, what a great, great Super Bowl matchup. You got one side, Matthew Stafford, who spent 12 years in purgatory, or as some people like to call it, Detroit. And then you got Joe Burrow, who's trying to become the first ever person to win a Heisman, a national championship in college, and a Super Bowl in two years. That's never been done ever, let alone in two years. What a fantastic matchup we got. It's extraordinary, and it's so compelling, I think, at, at this point, because Cincinnati is a team that, what, two years ago won four games. Jeez. I mean, it's absurd how bad Cincinnati was really for a long time. They were they were in kind of disarray and just this weird sort mm -hmm. of interim tour, uh, position uh tore the bottom of the standings for so long that you could just write them off. You never really had to think about them. And now here, you, here they are, thanks in large part to Chase and, and Joe Burrow and just everything that they've been able to do this year. It's been so fun to watch. It's fresh. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot there's a lot of young quarterbacks around the league trying to, you know, make their mark and, and making the game fun to watch, like a Mahomes, like a Josh Allen, um, even a Mac Jones, I feel like you could throw in there. Um, Justin Herbert too, but Joe Burrow has shown such maturity in leading this franchise this season, um, and it just seems so natural. Like he, like obviously he's put in tons of effort, but he makes it seem so easy. Um, and it's been it's been really fun to watch. And then you look at this Los Angeles team; um, you get to see another team playing a, a home Super mm -hmm. Bowl game. Um, I think that's going to be a fascinating element of this. They also, I, you know, I, I'm a little biased on on this guy because um, he he's from my hometown and uh, I covered him while he played high school football. But Sebastian Joseph Day looks like he's going to be back on that defensive line for the Los Angeles Rams. And he is a force to be reckoned with uh, on that run game, especially. He can get to the quarterback. I think that's going to be a nice little weapon for them to have. See Matt Stafford um, have a chance to, to really go – from one year, uh, in one year, go from Detroit's just bottom, uh, you know, Pit of bottom of the barrel, yeah, for real, right, to a potential Super Bowl opportunity. It's unreal, and it's just so fun. I don't think the NFL or the fans can lose either way mm -hmm. in this game come Sunday night. No, I, I can't. And you mentioned the four-win season that was in 2020 in Burrow's rookie year. Before that, Sturby, they were 2-14, and 14, and that's how they got to be the number one position. At the start of the season, people were thinking about uh, Zach Taylor being on the hot seat, would he even keep his job, and uh, many, many people thought that this was going to be the last team in the AFC North, and look at that. I mean, they're... Browns were terrible, the Steelers had an old quarterback, and the Ravens just had a terrible, terrible uh, string of luck with injuries, and the Bengals capitalized, and, and what a fresh um, set of eyes that people are going to see with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Zach Taylor, you got a lot of cool uh, people on the Bengals, but then again, 
got all the swag. You got all the cool, you got all the hype of the L.A. crowd, the crew with Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, OBJ. He's going to be flying buckets all over the place. Um, so you got all the, even Jalen Ramsey, you got all the, the hype, the, the flavor oh in, in the Rams. So, I mean, no matter what, survey, I think we all win in this scenario. You want to do a prediction of who you got in this game and why? As much as I would love to see Cincinnati do it, I still think that they can. I'm going to go with Los Angeles here. I'm going to take the Rams. I'll pick, oh boy, I'll pick them 31-27. Okay. 31-27 Rams over Bengals. I like that. It's been 12 years for Matt Stafford, and people thought that he could never win the big one. He arrives, and he is going to conquer the big one. 12 years of purgatory is going to end with one Super Bowl ring in L.A., 37-31 L.A., but Cincinnati will not go away. They'll be back for many, many years to come. Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert. The AFC is in some scary, scary hands, and I cannot wait. Before we dive into the NBA, Sturby, you're a diehard New York Giant fan, a disastrous year. Got to give your thoughts on Brian Dayball. Uh, how is he going to mentor Daniel Jones, even if they go with the Daniel Jones route? What's the overall outlook for this New York football Giants team after they fired Joe Judge? Well, I think he said all the right things in his press conference, and I kind of thought the same thing when Joe Judge got there, but I, I'll say <laughs> this. I think, I, I, yeah, we saw how that turned out. Um, I, I, I think Brian Dayball's coming in um, with the realistic uh, expectations and that goes a long way I think he knows that there's a lot of work to be done that he knows this isn't going to happen overnight um, and he's got a lot of things to evaluate um, and so does our, our new GM who was his old boss over in Buffalo as well um, with, her, with uh, Joe Schoen and so um, it's going to be very interesting to see what this team does in 2022 um, I'm just glad that we made the change and that the Mara ownership group realized that despite the, the not not rumors, the, despite them coming out and saying, yeah, no, Joe, Joe Judge is coming back and being our guy next year, they realized what an awful decision that would be um, over the last two weeks of the regular season and decided to that they really did have to go a different direction. Um, so I, I'm excited. I, I don't know that suddenly we're going to make the playoffs next year, but I don't think we need to, as long as there's improvement. Um, I, I would love to be 500 at this point, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Trust I mean, me, same, uh, same. It's right. It's been what, five years now that the Giants have had a, a losing record. Um, it's been very ugly over there. And so I'm, I'm hopeful if anything else, if not anything else, you know, at the end of the year from my New York football jets, there was something different than even when they won, I think, six games in the first year of the Adam Gase area. I actually felt uh, it was seven games in 2019. I apologize. I actually felt uh, optimistic for the future. Robert Sala, Zach Wilson, and then the stud they got in the second round, Elijah Moore, the wide receiver. I, I do feel like they have a core nucleus. You get another big wide receiver. You get maybe get an offensive tackle, and then you get load up on the defense, which is Robert Sala's special team. The New York Jet team is slowly but surely going and getting the pieces. They're getting, they're getting a little bit here, a little bit there. Optimistic is what I have from the New York Jets, but I mean, what a dismal year for for football in the uh new york state of mind the empire state uh for what past five ten years sturby i mean this has been absolutely dismal. yeah unless you're unless you're a buffalo fan yeah. and uh if you're in new york it's just not pretty yeah i mean buffalo is going to be there for years to come and 
Um, but yikes, it, it's bad. And then you got Miami with that entire Stephen Ross. Thing. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully, Sturby, uh, Brian Dable, and company will get it done. And uh, hopefully, Robert Sala will keep improving this team because, hey, we can't go anywhere but up, right? Amen. <laughs> At this point, there's no way but up. No. Uh, uh, last thing here before we let you go, Sturby, you live in the East Coast a little bit from Philadelphia, a little bit from Brooklyn. Massive trade in the NBA. James Harden, Ben Simmons, they're swapping. My boy Seth Curry, not Steph, but Seth Curry, he's going to go to uh, Brooklyn as well. I know you're not the biggest NBA fan, Sturby. Just your overall thoughts on a massive blockbuster trade. Well, I think we knew long before the season started that Ben Simmons' days in Philadelphia were numbered. Um, it was just a matter of when and where he was going to end up going. Um, this one was weird on both sides. Obviously, a, a, a huge trade, not you know, regardless of circumstances. But this is the second time in a row that um, James Harden is forcing his way out of uh, a big city market and um, onto a new team. Um, ben Simmons his deal was just so awkward um to come into the season because um he clearly showed that he wasn't willing to do the work that doc rivers wanted him to do um to be a better shooter and be, just be a better contributor for the team so um i think long term uh long term being the rest of the season i think this is the right move for all parties involved um as someone who's fond of the sixers i am a little bit disappointed that they gave up so much to get Harden because they gave up a ton of pieces, but they still got um, uh, Bible and they've still got Maxi. Um, so I think that they're still capable of performing um, and, and winning games. And it'll be interesting to see how Harden's able to lead that team. But I think that's the biggest question mark that remains for me as far as the Philadelphia side of this is can James Harden do enough to lead that team to victories and playoff success? The thing is, Sturby, with me, I, I, I just feel like every time it gets rough, uh, Harden says, okay, sayonara. He did that with, with Houston, and he got sent to Brooklyn, and then he did it here, and he got sent to Philly. What what makes you think that it's going to be different when things get tough? Harden says, okay, um, I want to go to let's go to, let, let, let's have me go to Phoenix now. I mean, wh how, why do you think that it's going to stick here? Yeah, I, I have no idea, and I don't, I don't know that anyone really is convinced that this is going to be the, the deal that, that uh, keeps him here for a longer period of time. But I will say that, um, you know, the uh, Sixers GM is, is Maury, and yeah. um, that was um, who uh, Harden was close with in Houston as well when, when Maury was down there. So maybe there's something there that can create a more long-lasting tenure um but i'm not I, you know i'm not gonna be convinced until i see it um and that's that's why i wonder about whether or not this is really going to be a, a move that leads philadelphia closer to a championship um they had really good pieces um for a while and i thought that you know with that core group they were going to be able to to do things um Obviously, they've still got Joel and Bede as well in this. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see how he and Harden communicate and are able to work the floor together. But um, I'm not going to be convinced that this is a, you know, this is a no landing destination for James Harden until he proves that it is. Your guess is as good as mine on if it works because 
I have no idea. Uh, Kyrie Irving, that's the saga that's been going on. Harden apparently got fed up with it, and then poor Kevin Durant, who's stuck in the middle. So, uh, I mean, we're going to have to wait. Ben Simmons, um, I got no idea what we're going to see. He's been saying he has mental health issues, and uh, obviously mental health is a big thing, but I, I feel like it was taken... He was, uh, he was being a little too much with it when he just didn't want to play. Now, if I'm totally wrong, please uh, correct me on that. But it felt like I was, he was taking advantage of that. Um, but but I, hope, I hope I am wrong. I hope that he was going through stuff, and now he's not, and he's going to continue to play ball. And um, maybe Kevin Durant will teach him how to shoot. And, uh, I mean, you know, we'll never know. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out here at some point. As far as his mental health stuff, you know, that all, that all is extraordinarily serious. Um, and so I, I do take him at his word there, but um, my concern is just when uh, players not showing a, a will, a true willingness to develop their game, um, and they're getting paid as much as he is, and he's, he's been such a high prospect for so long. I just um, it's got to come come together at some point, doesn't it? Yeah, and I I just feel like uh, he was waiting. He was using this as an excuse to and then when he got traded oh i i i'm fine now and that 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 was my big thing so if he if he still is going through stuff then i totally understand we all been there uh we've all had trouble like that and i totally totally understand before we let you go sturby just announced the pro football hall of fame eight new members in among the notable names richard seymour from the new england patriots Tony Baselli, and then uh, Michael Massey is really happy. His Green Bay Packer uh, safety, Leroy Butler, is also going to be in there. So great class. Uh, Cliff Branch as well. Art McNally, Sam Mills, Dick Vermeil as well. Great coach uh, for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles as well as the St. Louis Rams. So we've got a great class. They are going to be inducted, I think, 20s. Thursday, August 4th. The ceremony will be on the August the 5th. So great class there. Final thoughts, Sturby, on anything NASCAR coming up, Super Bowl. Your final thoughts, bro. I'll tell you what. Um, February is such a great month for sports in general. We've still got basketball in full swing. Hockey's going to be back in action here after after February 14th. They had a little bit of a break um, with the All-Star festivities as well as what was built in to be the, the Olympic break. Um, and uh, on top of that, obviously an amazing Super Bowl coming up between Cincinnati and L.A. NASCAR's Daytona 500 is right around the corner. We are full swing into sports right now, and it is just so fun to be a part of, and I, I just can't wait to get down to Daytona. November and I think February or March are the two best sports months because you got college football, NBA, NFL, and then the end of NASCAR. And then in February, you got college basketball, the NBA, uh, NHL, and the start of NASCAR. You, you see the uh, you see the medium. Oh yeah, it's NASCAR in that. So I'm I'm pumped. It's it's always a pleasure. Less than a minute to go in this Zoom. So at Zach Stir at Front Stretch and then at the Brian Nolan. Adam Chico is going to join us, but he will not now. Adam will hopefully will have on in the upcoming shows. We always appreciate all the support at sportstalk underscore BNTB. TB will be back as well. Sturby, it's always a blast, buddy. Thank you so much. Have fun in Daytona. We'll talk later, bro. Thanks for having me on, Brian. Boom. Zach Sturmiello, frontstretch.com. For Zach, Adam, TB, and everybody at the sports program, I am Brian Owen. Thank you so much for joining us. Talk to you next time.